Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Ninth State Sports Show, Lacrosse Edition. I'm Joe Marcellina, and joining me once again is Dairy Field Boys Lacrosse Coach NAD Chris Hetler. Chris, how are you doing today? Doing great, Joe. Opening week here. Uh, a lot of games already being played, getting uh, a full slate. Uh, some really good games earlier in the year we'll get into here for all three divisions. So it's been, uh, weather's been great, and uh, it's good to be out, good to be out playing. I was just going to say, if you didn't mention that, I was going to mention the weather. Although really weird uh, yesterday or Tuesday, I was over at Londonderry and, uh, you know, threw on the shorts for the first time. Um, thank God they still fit, um, you know, and I got there and th thankfully I brought my, my hoodie with me because the wind was so bad on Tuesday. I was actually cold. I'm not the kind of person that usually puts on a jacket in 70 degree weather. Joe, I gotta tell you, there's nothing that's gonna draw listeners in more than you telling <laughs> than them you're wearing about shorts, the talking about your shorts and the weather right now. So good, <laughs> good start to the podcast <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah, well, please stick around. Uh, uh, as always, we record this on Wednesdays and uh, it's posted at nh-highschoolsports.com on Thursday mornings throughout the lacrosse season uh, you can listen to it there or wherever you get your podcasts including spotify and odyssey uh, and if you you can tell there's a little more ambiance to this week we are uh, for the first time this spring recording on location uh, we are at uh, the holy grail in epping uh, at, at coach's uh, suggestion here is uh, we great spot fan favorite uh, i moved uh, out to the exeter brentwood area here and um, you know it's a great, great little venue if people haven't been here i'd highly recommend them checking it out yeah. Old converted uh, church. It is. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, the acoustics are uh, are very nice in here. Yeah. Um, and uh, all right. I'm, I'm losing my train of thought here. I'm distracted by we've got so many other things going on around us. Uh, we're not used to this where we've been in your office for the last couple of weeks. So uh, bear with me here because uh, I'm going to take a moment now to tell you about our sponsor. Uh, the Ninth State Sports Show is sponsored by Prolax Custom Lacrosse. Prolax Custom Lacrosse is the place to go in Southern New Hampshire for professional stick stringing and custom dyed lacrosse heads. Prolax Customs has access to every major brand of lacrosse head and mesh, including ECD, String King, and even the new Armor Mesh. And goalies, if you're looking for an upgraded pocket or a brand new stick, Prolax Customs is the place to go. You can find them online at prolaxcustoms.com or follow them on Instagram or Facebook or email prolaxlacrosse at gmail.com. Well, I was thinking that uh, before we jump into the games, uh, do you want to do a little uh, coaches poll talk? I'd love to do some coaches poll talk. All right. In fact, I'm on uh, I'm on your site right now, and man, I'm just looking through the amount of content on here right now. It's incredible. I mean, listeners, if you haven't been here, you got to you got to get over the page right now. You got preseason watch lists. You got the coaches poll on here. You got stories from all the major games this week. Uh, Joe, you've been busy, man. You getting any sleep? <laughs> Not really, but. Um well, you know, I, I texted you the other day and told you what the, that the traffic to the site has been incredible these first couple of days. I said I needed to post watch lists every day. I, I mean, uh, I can tell why. Like, the, there is some really good content on so here. I, right I really appreciate, you know, everybody coming out and checking out the site. And you know what the really cool thing was um, the last couple of days is I noticed on Instagram that there were a couple of uh, team accounts that had made those cool little graphics uh, with the kids that were on the watch list um I, I like i saw that and that actually like i got uh i got nice fuzzy warm feelings over that people people were tagging you know, reposting a lot of stuff your coaches poll uh the watch list um you know they're they're 
I told you, man, Instagram, it's where the kids are at right now. <laughs> get off you know, you can't can't be relying on Twitter anymore. You gotta get where the kids uh, there are. There are no scores on Twitter anymore. Like, I can't I, wait like to get you on four. Snapchat. Oh that, that yeah. <laughs> TikTok, there is an NH High School Sports uh, TikTok page, and I think it has two videos on it. <laughs> uh, and anyways, let's get into the, the preseason poll, um, because there, there's, uh, I think, some things we need to, we probably want to talk about with this. I mean, probably no surprise, uh, BG, once again, a unanimous choice uh, for, the, for number one in the poll, uh, third year in a row that they have been a unanimous choice. Uh, I think if my numbers, if my counting was correct, it's 19 weeks in a row now as the number one team in the poll. Uh, not 19 unanimous weeks in a row, though, because remember there was that one week last year where they lost and Exeter was undefeated. That, I think uh, Exeter was Exeter, coming off an act in yep. Boxborough win. And BG had lost to Staples. Up the matchup that they, week yep, between they, the two. They played each other in Exeter. Uh, stole a couple of first place votes that week but good uh, reason why i mean right now as as we're recording right now bg's up six five on hingham early in the second half hingham a perennial power down in massachusetts i mean you talk about an incredible week one matchup out of state um for you know to open up our slate with uh that's pretty cool i wish i wish we had a game tonight but i wish i wish we were down there recording right, right now yeah. be, a, be a great venue to uh over, well they're over at the um, podcast from a live they're over at uh, PMA, actually, tonight. Uh, the game was initially scheduled for Tuesday night at Stellos, but had to be moved to Wednesday night uh, at PMA. So that's an interesting that's, uh, venue. Not a lot of stands. Yeah, not a lot of stands cool. at PMA. No, I'm mining the. Uh, could be a cool atmosphere. They could there, be right? hanging out up on the up yeah. on the uh, awning there on the uh, to the gym. Um, so yeah, BG number one, Exeter comes in at number two, Pinkerton number three. Then at four or five, I think you got a. I mean, I think the voters in the poll had maybe a, um, a mixed uh, thoughts on where these two teams go. You get Derryfield at number four, Portsmouth at number five, separated by just two points in, in the voting. I appreciate that. I had, I had Portsmouth, you know, based off of what they return and where, you know, my respect for that program and what they did last year as, as my number four team in the poll. Uh, I don't know if I'm supposed to disclose that I'm a voter in the poll, but I you, am. So, I give you, know. you the option. You are allowed to. If I say I'm not going to do it. I will not reveal anyone's poll publicly if you want to, but that's uh, totally up to you. I, you know, as we go through the list here, I had I had all these teams, but slightly different order. But I, right. I can't disagree with with any of the any of the teams here. So yeah, Derryfield and Portsmouth in the four or five separated by by two votes, um, and then uh, well, the the other thing too is you look at the f- top five, and there's a clear. I feel like there's a clear top five, and then when you get to the bottom five, mm. is where it gets a little murkier. You know, you got to jump. With Portsmouth at 70 points and five, down to Bedford and six at 48 points. So you have Bedford six, Londonderry seven. And then what I like to see, you know, it, it's half D1, half D2 in this poll. You got it's a Tim- pretty neat Timberlane yeah. eight, St. Thomas nine, Winnicott at 10. Um, I will say I did not have all of those teams because I was the one that voted for Cole Brown. I had that, that one point there in the all And we're going to talk about that, but they proved and, uh, it. They, they, they gave they me a good me look start good. knocking make, off the yes, defending champs uh, in Hopkinson. Thank you to the Bears for uh, for making me look good there. Uh, also receiving votes, got Concord, Wyndham, Nashua South, Merrimack, Sauhegan, Cole Brown, Bo, and Laconia uh, all getting votes. I think that doesn't surprise me early no. season. So many teams getting votes, right? Because we, we just don't know right now. We haven't seen a lot, but like, you know, I, I think all those teams can be in that mix. Don't know, but I also feel like this was a lot of teams. Like usually we're at maybe 12 or not, not 12, I, let's say 15. Um, and I think this was what, 20? 
18, 19, I think. 18. Yeah, 18. Yeah. Um, the girls' side was like 22, Whoa. which was, yeah, it was great. To, again, but it was the same thing. On the girls' side, the top six, not only was the exact same six teams as last year's preseason poll, they were in the exact same order. Wow. Which was great. Like, and that is crazy because to me, I think, you know, we didn't really talk about the girls in the preseason, but I feel like there is new blood, especially with Portsmouth moving up to, to Division One. Uh, you know the the losses to graduation that BG had. Um, well, it was it was split pretty good. BG was number one, I want to say, with five first place votes. I saw that. Then you had Bedford two with two, Portsmouth three with also with two, and they were only separated the three of them, I think, by a total of six points. Yeah, or five or six points. So, yeah, very close on that side. It'll be interesting to see what happens this week on that one because you have BG and Portsmouth playing on Thursday afternoon. Yeah. Um, Anybody, um, anything in this, you know, I know it's, like you said, we're still trying to figure out who's going where, but but anything surprise you about that poll? Um, not really surprising. I mean, I think, I think you know, the order will shake itself out as we get a couple weeks in here, and I think we'll have a better idea of where, where teams are. But um, it's, to me, that top ten isn't real surprising in terms of preseason. Um, you know, I, I we'll talk about it in a little bit, but Bedford had a really nice start. Uh, you know, knocking knocking off Concord in convincing fashion there. Concord, a team that received some votes early in the season there. Uh, Londonderry with a really good fight against Exeter, putting up some putting up some points there um, against them. We'll talk about that game. Uh, Bull, you know, Timberlane's been dominant. We'll talk about 30, we'll talk about 36 goals in two, in two games. games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, St. Thomas came out and made a great statement in their first game, you know, against a, a Merrimack Valley team that we talked about that, you know, we thought thought might have might have some guys this year, and I, th- I think it was a 15-2 final. Sounds, sounds um, right, yeah. You know, they 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 put up some good scores there, and uh, you know, and then we'll talk about the the Winnicott at Portsmouth game as we get into it as well. Sure. Well, let's um, let's start with the Exeter Londonderry game. I, I had a chance to go over there on Tuesday, see uh, Exeter, the number two team in the poll, take on Londonderry, number seven. Um, you know, and it was kind of a, it, it, it was the, f- the the first game kind of start. You know, I think they went scoreless a couple possessions. Um, Exeter jumped out to a 4-1 lead really behind um, Gavin Lechner, who, I mean, had an outstanding day. Eight goals, two assists. That's, uh, uh, that, that, that's preseason player yeah, of the year yeah. type stuff right there. Four of those goals were in the first quarter. Um, they were up 5-2 at the end of one, or excuse me, 5-3 at the end of one. No, I got that wrong. They were up 5-2. Londonderry, though, made adjustments going into the second quarter. They had Dylan Risley on Lechner early in the game. And then as the first half kind of wore on, they were getting him help quicker. You yeah. know, they were they were quick to Send double. Him a little earlier yeah, slide. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, and that really that took Exeter out of its offense for a little for a little while. You know, they had to figure some things out. Other guys had to step up, and it took until the end of the half. Owen Williams had two goals two of his four goals in, in the last, I want to say, like 65 seconds of the first half, turned what was a 5-3 game that was, you know, it looked like Londonderry was was maybe going to get back in it to a 7-3 game, and then it kind of went back and forth in that third quarter. Final score, 17-11. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I think, if, I think if you're Londonderry, you take away from that, uh, one, you were, able to, you were able to score double digits against a really strong team in terms of defense and and uh good goaltending right uh you know uh ethan burnich is probably you know again we talked about him being one of the better goalies this year um you know so you were able to get to him and and score quickly there um 
if I'm Exeter, I'm happy that that, <laughs> that Lechner scored, you know, 10 points. But um, I'm probably looking to get more production out of guys. You had 16 of the 17 goals come from three guys. Right. That's great if you can do that on a consistent basis. Uh, but probably, probably if I'm coach, I'm looking, I'm looking to get more of my guys involved going forward there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that was, I think that was kind of the feeling, you know, from, from coach Brewster afterwards was happy with the 17 goals on, against a good goalie, uh, need to get more guys involved, but need to get more guys involved. And the, the, the one thing he said he was disappointed with was the stick skills, a lot of balls on the ground, a lot of hard time picking up balls first game, but also, you know, they're on that, they, they play, you know playing on on the turf and bill ball and then going to the grass at londonderry uh big difference there, there. and i will tell you, people laugh at that but there is a big difference when a turf oh, yeah. team goes to grass or a grass team comes to turf it, it, there, there's always a difference in that um if i'm exeter though the other thing i'm really happy about is mill will mcelroy right uh <laughs> coming into the season not really knowing will worked really hard he's a wrestler uh, he's in great shape right now but really really uh worked on his on his face-off game goes 22 of 30 uh, at the X, um, that's that's a really good sign for them because that that is one question mark coming into the season for Exeter that, you know, I, that can was, this team get over the hump without yeah. a true faceoff guy? And it looks like they may have one. I mean, that's what that's what Brewster said afterwards was, you know, he joked it's like we didn't win any face. You know, he he guessed that they probably weren't on the plus side in any game last year on faceoffs, which I I mean I maybe not in the big games. Um, but it was, yeah, and against a guy um, in Ty Parsons from Londonderry who was an All-State kid last year. He Granted, he didn't take – Londonderry had a rotation of guys going in, but he was part of that rotation. Um, and and for, for McElroy, a sophomore, to have that kind of day, um, Brewster said afterwards they gave him the game ball. Uh, he was their player of the game uh, because of the face-offs and ground balls. So, I, I mean, that's, that's a um, – you know, if you're an Exeter fan, that is a – promising sight to see because that was maybe your i don't i don't know if achilles heel is the right word but it was definitely a, a i mean if you're going to compete with pinkerton or or bg knowing that you know they have two very good face-off guys you're going to have to you got to hope that you're at least going to go 50 percent at the x and you know so far will will has shown that hey there, there might be something here there might be something to that yeah uh so yeah that was um that was an, an entertaining uh way to start the division one season um, you know, so I, I then went over Tuesday night to Bedford for that game against Concord, um, not really knowing what to expect because, you know, new coach at Bedford, new defense, I believe, and almost entirely for Concord. Um, you know, they, they lost their most of their poles, their goalie from a year ago. Um, and it uh, it was all Bedford in the first half of that game. Um, Bedford got out to an 11 nothing lead in the first half. A um, lot of goals in transition and kind of in unsettled play. Um, they got 4-1 and one each from, from Derek Kaluza and J.J. Gaffney. Um, I'm blanking on his first name, Purnell. Uh, apologize about that. He was... Uh, I, I, uh, I'll look. <laughs> uh, but he had a, a goal and five assists. And, you know, Bedford, they, um, they announced the goals and the assists after, after everybody scores. And... Uh, felt like every time someone was scoring they were announcing Purnell as the as the assist on that on the goal um but the thing that I kind of came away with um you know was a, a 14 to 2 final and um you know I feel like it could have been it could be one of those games for Bedford where the the scoring 
the low, the defense maybe hides some things that they didn't do as well. Um, and I think I mentioned to you turnovers and penalties were a, a problem. They could be a problem against a tougher opponent. Well, I think we said, you know, if we think back to the preview, we talked about, you know, this is a team that's going to start in the defensive end, right? They're going to put pressure on teams. They're going to try and create turnovers. They're going to get out and run. And the 6v6 offense is going to come and evolve as the season goes along. Um, you know, they're, they're starting some young kids on, on offense right now. They've got some freshmen that are seeing some minutes. Um, you know, that, that 6v6 offense is going to take some time to develop. Plus, you come out in game one, and, and Coach Smith always has always has a good defense. He plays uh, he plays a good zone, and you know it's probably not something. Even if you did do a little zone offensive work, it's not something you spend a ton of time on in the preseason. And to come out and have to do that, you are you're going to rely on your defense to to get out, put pressure on their cause turnovers, and get some easy goals in transition. You know, and I I think for Bedford that can be you know you might say well they got to score more six on six maybe but like if you can if you can consistently get out and do that and that's how you generate goals i mean scoring 14 goals i mean that's you know doesn't matter how it comes you put it in the back of the net um you know if your defense can do that they can they can make a run at one of those top four spots like we like we talked about in the preseason there luke luke pernell i don't know if that's what you were you, you were pantomiming me at me but uh but it's luke pernell I uh, apologize about that. You know, and on the on the Concord side, um, Nate Doherty had both goals for them. But I, I think maybe the, the 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 bright spot for them, despite, you know, the 14 goals, is um, um, Piper Cooper, I think that's how you say his name. I'm not positive. Had 16 saves for Concord and, you know, only gave up three goals in the second half. Uh, you know, so he... Yeah, sophomore. That is a good sign. I mean, if you're going to yeah. play a zone, you got to have a goalie that can stop the ball. Right. You can't play right. zone if, if your goalie isn't. If he made 16 saves, you know, the downside to that is 16 saves, 14 goals. You gave up 30, 30 shots on net plus however many other shots that right. weren't on net. That's something that Coach Smith is probably going to have to work on. Is like, got to get, you know, and, and they're going to have to play more of a ball control offense if you're going to do that. If you're going to do that. Uh, so any updates on that uh, that BG Hingham game that last you were, uh... I, last I saw seven seven uh, Connor Bouvier Connor Bouvier just tied it up. Wow! Um, so it's it this is a it's a battle right now. Well, hopefully that uh, hopefully that game finishes before we're done here. We can maybe chat about that a little bit uh, before we wrap up. Uh, but um, all right, what do you think? We want to move on to uh, some D two sure highlights. Um, you know, let's. Uh, I know we mentioned a couple of games there, but um, obviously you guys had a had your opener today at Oyster River Newmarket. Um, their second game of the of the season. They opened a, against with a win against Conval on Monday. Convincing win against yeah, Conval. Yeah, pretty good Monday. win. Did really well. Um, and I'd say you guys did the same <laughs> uh, today. We did. Uh, I was really really happy with the way we played today. Uh, you know, I, I've been talking to my kids since since day one of, of the preseason that. You know, if we want to get to where we want to go, it's going to be about defense. It's going to be, you know, can we get out? Can we be athletic? Can we put pressure on teams' hands? Uh, can we cause turnovers? Can we be really good in the riding and clearing game? And we took some steps in, the, in that direction today. I, I, I really enjoyed the way we played today. Um, we got tons of the scoring was, was distributed equally, um, and, and the defense was strong um, against, against a well-coached uh, Ruppy Haley Oyster River team. Um, that you know is going to win a lot of games this year. Um, they're they're well coached, and we just we just played really well today. You know, early on it kind of looked like I, I mean I definitely wouldn't have said in the first I don't know six minutes that 
it was going to go the way that it did, you know, because they were coming up with, with some stops. Um, Finn Mason made a couple of nice saves yep. on you guys early, um, but it just kind of snowballed, it felt like. Well, the thing is, we, we kind of, you know, I talked to the kids about that before. Finn, Finn is an excellent goalie. Um, and I just said, like, you know, he's going to make some stops. We just need to make sure that, like, keep getting good looks, keep generating, uh, you know, off-ball movement. And But the one thing we have control over is how we play on defense, right? And if we cause turnovers, if we get out and, and push transition, we saw that in a lot of other D2 games that we're going to touch on, too, is that, you know, eventually through attrition or, or people, you know, defenses get tired, you're going to get some easy goals, and then the floodgates start to open. And, um, you know, Again, I thought we played, I, I was very happy with our 6v6 offense, but um, again, transition, riding, clearing, we, we did really well today. You guys um, then play, uh, go home on Friday to play Winnicott, a team you watched, uh, what, Tuesday night against uh, Portsmouth um, in a game that, that I think you're kind of alluding to there, that, that, that it's close for a little bit, and then Portsmouth kind of went on a run Maybe the difference, too, between a team that's got turf to pl- practice on and a team that, um, you know, is on a notoriously, you know, muddy grass field at this time of year. I would, you know, to be honest, I was really impressed with Coach Snow's team. I mean, they come out, they get up three to one, they go up three to one. Um, they've clearly got some athletes. They've clearly got some playmakers um, on the offensive side of the thing. And, and you know, Coach Snow has said, you know, he, he is, he's breaking in a new defense. A lot of guys that haven't played before, he's breaking in a new goalie. Um, you know, but they, they, it's no secret they, they're you know Nick Smith is is a weapon for for Portsmouth, and you know you blink your eye and all of a sudden it was three to one, and then and then they go on you know a five six goal run, and it's just hard it's hard to come back from that. You know, if you, you've got to be able if you're going to play Portsmouth, you've got to be able to stop those runs and neutralize that, and it's easier said than done. I mean, Nick has clearly worked really hard in the faceoff X, and and he is a weapon for them there, and. You know, when you can play make it, take it, it's hard It's hard to come back from that. Um, and Winnicott is a team that will continue to get better and better as the season goes along, and those kids gain experience. Um, you know, I, I, I don't think either team walked away from that thinking that was a true differential in, in talent there. It's just that's where they are right now. I feel like the first time in a while that they don't play each other again. Twice. This year, <laughs> yeah. They, they don't um, – they usually they've got that early game and then a, a one, mid-season one. And uh, that's not the case this year. Uh, so, you know, if Winnicott gets another shot, it's going to be in the playoffs. Um, you know, but they're, you know, they're opening slate to this, this season, you know, at Portsmouth, at Derryfield, home to St. Thomas. And then after a visit from Keeneman Adnock, they're at Wyndham. Um, so they're going to, like, not, they're, you know, they, they, they got to survive. They got to yeah, survive that right. those first couple. If they can do that, if they can come through there with a winning record or, you know, 500, I think they're going to feel pretty, or even better, I think they're going to feel pretty good about themselves. Yeah, yeah, certainly an early test, and an early test on that young, on that inexperienced defense. So, um, you know, something that, like you said, they're going to be better at the end of the year than they are now. A lot of stuff that they can probably learn from in these first couple of games. Then for, for Portsmouth, um, you know, they've got a, a couple interesting games coming up uh, next week with, with Timberlane and Newburyport at home. Um, that t- And that Timberlane game comes after the Owls uh, have a, a, a three-game week to open the season against Nashua North, Spalding, and Hillsborough Daring John Stark, which, you know, they won the first two games scoring 18 goals a game. 
Yeah, the only thing, you know, Coach Blasker really, he challenged his guys in terms of the scrimmages they played early in the season. And, you know, I think he did that on purpose, knowing what his opening schedule is, you know, playing teams that, you know, are not, are, are right now are not up to the caliber of, of a Portsmouth and knowing that, hey, I've got to get my guys ready to go into, into that battle there. Um, Newburyport is an interesting one for Portsmouth. I, they handled them pretty well last year. I think Newburyport was a little bit down from traditionally what they are. Be interesting to see if they're if they're better this year um, than than what they've been. But again, kind of a rivalry out there, so I'm sure you know it'll be it'll be a good te- early season test for them. What did, I feel like they gave that a nickname last year, or like the Port City or Port Sound Clip, or no? I think they're are they both the Clippers? That's a good question. That might I, I think that might be right. it. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Clipper uh, Cup? Yeah, sure. Right? Uh, we need more <laughs> of those kind of things. I, I feel like we don't have enough of that. I mean, we have kind of the the um, city rivalries and such, but maybe not so much in, in lacrosse as, as in other sports. Uh, well, there's one other team uh, in, in Division Two that I think has caught both of our eyes uh, with the way they've started the season. Uh, that would be uh, the Alvern Broncos, who, uh, who were a playoff team a year ago. Um, this year, I, I think they returned quite a bit. They lost uh, some talented guys. Um, new coach in, in, in Cam DeBrusque. Um, returned guys, though. They opened the year on Monday with a, a 10-4 win over Goffstown. They back it up today with an 11-4 win over Nashua South. And uh, I got some stats from that game if you want to. You want some stats. I would love to. All right. So you had a 11-4 win over South. Uh, Josh Grimard and Garrett Hall, three goals each. Uh, Connor Hall with two goals, and then uh, Joey Rebeck and Cedric Bolio with a goal each. So I feel like that's pretty good balance scoring they, there. They've had a really good town program for a while, and they've ha- they've had guys that play club. They've had them in the system there. We've said that you know if, if they're able to come together and they take things seriously, this is a team this is a team to watch for. I think they were one of our dark dark horse teams right. early in the yeah. season. There uh, knocked off another go- uh, you know another dark horse team in Goffstown the other day. Um, that was definitely an eye opener to see yeah. them to see them handle Goffstown the way that they did, and then um, you had to back it up against Nashua South. Uh, it's a great start for them. I got to mention this too for you, uh, Aiden Kelly with uh, with ten saves in goal for for the Broncos. Um, you know that too. Um, the the extra point for getting that win over D one team too. I mean that's uh, that's a huge boost. You know potentially come playoff time. And, you know, looking at their, their schedule, and they now go on the road for a couple games. They're at Merrimack Valley on Friday, at Sauhegan um, on Monday, and then at Oyster River. I think that's the following Friday. They've got a pretty, man- you know, looking at they they've got a very manageable schedule in there. Um, they, they do have some challenging games. They've, they've got Portsmouth in there. They've got Winnicunit. Um, they've got a, a Wyndham in there. Uh, Saint, you know, St. Thomas, Hollis, Brookline. But... They, you know, they, they could be they could be similar to like a Conval team of last year where, right. you know, yeah. double digit wins, high seed, maybe a home game in the in, in the playoffs there. You know, um, not to get too ahead of ourselves, but a really nice start <laughs> for Alvern. And, uh, you know, they should they should I, be. Know, I would be very pleased if I was if I were those kids. You, you say not to get ahead of ourselves, but seven weeks, man, goes by. It does. It goes by fast. In, a, in the blink of an eye. So um, definitely want to get off to a good start. It's not the end of the world, I think, if you don't. But. Definitely off to a good start. Definitely good news for the Broncos to see them at 2-0 uh, with a chance to maybe get some more. Um, but then another uh, another result that I think really caught our eye, uh, you know, we talked last week with our Division Three preview about 
you know, the two teams coming down from D2 and Co Brown and Bo. And uh, wouldn't you know what they said, both said instantly? It, we thought that they might right. be they might be uh, contenders in Division Three. And what do you know? They come down and they both beat the teams that were in the final last year. Uh, obviously, those two teams look a little bit different um, than they did a year ago. But attrition Hopkinton, through, through graduation, things like that. Yeah, Hopkinton yeah, and Laconia are two of the the more solid programs, I think, uh, in the division. You had uh, well, let's start with with the Cole Brown Hopkinton game because that was. Um, you know, seeing that one come across, that one well, I did see on Twitter. So yeah. you know, there's there's still somebody out there on that. Uh, <laughs> That's what Twitter is good for: getting scores, getting, score, getting right. scores. Yes. Yeah, is a, yeah. Because sidebar here, uh, Instagram with the uh, the scatter shot feed where nothing's in order. You know, where I see a picture from three days ago about someone going to play a game, and then after it comes the score from that afternoon. Like that's all right. R- rant over. Um, but yeah, Co Brown with a 10-9 overtime win uh, against Hopkinton. Uh, Joseph Fenton with two goals, including that OT winner. Uh, you had uh, Jack Matson with 12 saves in that one, um, coming up big there. And it sounded like it was, um, you know, it was one that that Co Brown had to really battle for. They got out to a 6-4 lead at halftime, went up 8-4 going into the fourth quarter, and uh, Hopkinton came all the way back, tied it at nine with 19 seconds left. Doesn't surprise me. Coach Blue's no. team is always, you know, they, they, they're not going to panic. They're, they're well coached and, you know, um, probably two teams that will see each other again in the playoffs. If I'm Coach De Palma, the thing I really like about this is that the, the scoring was distributed. You know, I, I love seeing teams. You know, it's, it's the way that, you know, I think good teams all set themselves up to. They don't have one guy that, that is reliant to do all the scoring. Um, and that that's from the box score. That's what it looks like here is he had he had lots of guys that were able to, to find the back of the net and distribute the ball. Hopkinton with that uh, as well. Um, you know, I think last week we kind of wondered who was going to do the scoring for them. Uh, Lincoln Wilson, Patrick Buss and, and Gavin Davies all with two goals and assists each. And uh, John Dupree with a, a goal and two assists. So, again, they're they're a little bit, you know, balanced scoring as well. Um, you know, really a great result for, for Coe Brown and, and, you know, something that probably uh, opens uh, Hopkinton's eyes a little bit. You know, um, who do they, you know they, they go into a stretch where, you know, they've got a bunch of winnable games coming up um, before they actually get Coe Brown again, uh, right going into April vacation week. So, um, and then Coe Brown uh, turns around uh, on Thursday and plays – uh, Bo, which defeated Laconia, the the defending champs. Where is that uh, game? Is that at Co Brown or, or it is Bo? at Co Brown? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, um, Bo with a ten four win over Laconia in that one. Uh, they got um, two goals, two assists from Rodie O'Neill, Gavin McCabe with four goals and an assist, Will Bennett with a goal and two assists. Uh, and then uh, Canyon Batchelder and Ryan McCabe with a goal and assist each. Um, you know, so an, again, another another balanced day scoring, another team with balanced scoring. Uh, Brad Ekstrom, um, eight saves as a, in his first start as a freshman goalie. Solid uh, start. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the two uh, two newcomers to the division really making themselves uh, uh, maybe maybe serving out a. a, a Less than uh, or an unwelcome uh, beginning, 
beating on some of the uh, the teams that we're used to seeing at the top of the standings. But it's good for the division to mix Absolutely. it up a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, another score that stood out to me was, uh, you know, we talked about Pelham kind of, not not sure dark horse, but like, you know, a team that we thought maybe could be one of those final four teams this year had a really strong showing, 11-2 uh, over Milford. Milford, yeah. yeah. Yep. So good start, good start for them. You know, a team that, again, starting a freshman in, in goal, starting a freshman in the face-off circle. Um, so a really solid start for them. Um, you know, especially, especially holding, holding Milford to two goals in, that, in there. I don't know. Any other, uh, any other results kind of stand out to you? Um, you know, looks like a, uh, a tougher start to uh, the season for, for Bishop Brady there. They go on the road for two games, drop one at Guilford and at, at Plymouth uh, the last two, um, and then another, you know, their home opener against Lebanon next Monday, um, potentially, a, you know, uh, no, again, not that we're calling any games. You know, you got to win, but I'm sure a win in that one would be big for those guys. It would. It, it would be. It'd be huge for them. Um, you know, I, I'm trying to think of other other teams that uh, that we saw play. You know, uh, Hollis opened up with a with a good win with a good win over over that John Star, um, John Star, correct? John Star, Hillsborough, Deering, John Star. They're all yeah. Um, you know, that was a good start for them. Um, Wyndham had a big win. Wyndham had a big, a strong, strong outing um, there. I, I think that's what strikes me in Division Two right now is it, it feels like um, early season there, there's a big separation between the teams that have won and the teams that lost right. early on there. The score, the scores were not. There weren't particularly a lot of close, close scores early, early in Division Two there. Um, BG Hingham update: eight eight end of regulation. So they're going to overtime. Oh, first game, first, first game, first out of state game, and then and we're going to overtime. Wow, incredible. Um, well, I don't think we're going to get the end of that one before we're done today, um, because I think we've kind of uh, we've kind of reached the end of the show. Uh, unless you've got uh, anything else you'd like to add? Not not for this week. No, I think it's been it's been a great start across all three divisions. Um, you know the. For this early in the season, the fact that we haven't had any cancellations from rain, snow, or anything else is incredible. Uh, probably just jinxed us right there by saying Good, that. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> you know, not this Friday. If anything, we're gonna. If anything, we'll be uh, extra water bottles on yeah, the sideline. Right, yeah, I'm. Uh, you're, you're gonna, are you gonna have a, uh, an inflatable pool available for those of us that are? Uh, uh, fan, little... uh, inflatable pool, a cool zone, uh, misters. Yep, yep. We'll have Ex all that ready excellent. to go. Um, you know, I guess before we 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 head out. Uh, any, are there any other, I mean, obviously you got your game against Winnicott there on, on Friday. Um, you know, did you see any other ones that kind of uh, kind of caught your eye as, as ones, um, you know, between now and, and maybe next week? Well, looking week, ahead, obviously yeah. uh, Portsmouth-Timberlane right, is going to be a big one on the 18th. Um, that, one, that one I'm particularly interested in. As we've talked about, Coach Blaska has his guys ready, and, and you know, that obviously two teams battling for – uh, preseason top four and you know uh, division there that'll be a key matchup there um, you know on the division one side there's uh, another big one too another seacoast is the place to be Tuesday night you got Bedford at Exeter uh, I think both of that and the Portsmouth Timberland game are 630 starts uh, on the seacoast so uh, figure out how to separate yourself in two and uh, and go see those games um, but both you know, of them 
Uh, I was going to say, ten days from now, you've got you've got Bishop Girton playing at Staples. Um, that that's going to be that's going to be a great one again, an out of state game there. Um, I'm I'm interested to see uh, you know uh, Pinkerton coming up in a couple. They've got right. Falmouth coming up on the fifteenth. Um, at at Falmouth on Saturday, St. John's yep. coming there. I mean, that's a that's a good stretch right there. You got Falmouth, well, you got St. John's, and you got Exeter and Long Longmeadow <laughs> and over. Now I'm looking at this like, holy cow, Coach, coach what did you do to yourself? Yeah, they it's like they crammed all their out of state games into uh, into April. Um, but yeah, that's a that's a fun way to start the season for them, you know. And and, and the the flip of that is uh, Exeter kind of has that stretch as well, you know, with with some of those games. Um, Again, the Bedford game, Pinkerton, they got their game against Portsmouth again. Uh, we, we did talk about their their uh, murderer's row stretch there, uh, late April into early May. I mean, uh, you got Portsmouth, which is arguably, you know, a, a top four, top three team in the state, and you turn around the next day and you got to play Bishop Girton the next day. That's uh, that's a tough, that's a tough <laughs> schedule right there. You know, L- Londonderry's got an interesting game coming up this weekend, too. They're, they're at Central Catholic uh, Saturday afternoon. Um, that I think is a an interesting matchup to me. Just I don't know much about. I know Central Catholic is usually pretty good on the girls' side. I don't know much. Traditionally about the boys good on program. the boys' side yeah. too. I know they the last couple of years they've lost some kids in graduation. Um, you know, but hard to tell what they'll be. Like they're tough, they're hard, they're gritty, they're blue collar. Um, you know that it's probably going to be a really intense game from both sides. There, that'll be that'll be an inter- could be a lot of penalties in that game. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I think that's probably going to wrap us up for uh, for this week. Um, Want to say thanks again to uh, to the people uh, here at the Holy Grail in Epping for for letting us hang out, uh, record this week's show. Um, we'll have to uh, we'll have to come back here at some point, um, give them another visit. Uh, thanks again to uh, Prolax Customs for sponsoring the show. Uh, very much appreciate that. And also for for sponsoring uh, the season, we didn't even talk about that. Uh, first episode of that came out on Tuesday. Uh, I don't want to I don't want to hurt myself here, pat myself on the back, but uh, I thought it came out pretty well. You did a great U- job. Usually though. the first really... episode is a little a little rough to watch, just because it's so heavy on the interviews. But uh, I feel like this one was pretty good. It was a lot of fun. The kids really enjoyed watching it today. Thank you, thank you so much for putting that together. Um, you know, it's it's been a blast doing it with you uh, so far, and uh, yeah, I thought the first episode turned out yeah, really good. Yeah. So that uh, new episodes of that every Tuesday uh, going out through the end of, or through June. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. And uh, yeah, I guess uh, that's that's probably enough, right? <laughs> we'll see you next week. All right. He is Chris Hetler. I am Joe Marcellina. Thanks again for listening, and we will talk to you next Thursday.